Hello and welcome to Frameline. I'm Barbara Gosowski here with my favorite co-host, Courtney Small. Hello, how are you on this snowy day? I'm good, how are you? Oh, not too bad. Good. First, I'm going to start off by saying that you not only are listening to us on RadioRegent.com, but you're also listening to us on iHeartRadio. And if you're not, you can. So, <laughs> just letting you know. So, today's show, we're going to focus on one of the local festivals. There's, you know, as you've gathered, there's there's many happening uh, in October, November, you know, various times of the year in the city, Ed. So this is a very exciting time. And so one of the festivals that's happening every year, this is the seventh year, and here it is again. It's called the Blood in the Snow Canadian Film Festival, a.k.a. BITS. I'm going to BITS. Are you going to BITS? I'm going to BITS. <laughs> BITS hasn't started yet, so you're lucky. You get some, some first-hand knowledge now. Because we've got a guest, Carolyn Morissette. She's a programmer, and BITS is starting November 22nd, running to the 27th. It's at the Royal Cinema, always a fun place to be. And when we get off the air, then you go to bloodinthesnow.ca and get all the info because there's a lot. So here, here's the introduction to it all. And in fact, I'm going to turn it over to Carolyn to tell you something about the festival because – it's, it's you know, the Blood in the Snow Canadian Film Festival. It, that sort of tells you something about the festival. It's, it's a genre film festival featuring, featuring Canadian films. But it's not that simple, is it, Carolyn? It's not – genre film is not just one thing. There's so many different facets of what this festival covers, right? Well, yeah, it's um, that's absolutely true. Um, we cover – uh, horror. We cover thrillers, um, and I think um, the fact that we have such a variety at the festival is uh, one of the big draws. So yeah, it's uh, there's something for everyone at the festival, especially this year. And when it comes to programming a festival like this, especially because as we mentioned, the city has so many. But this is your seventh year, so mm-hmm. you know what is the the formula for you guys when it comes to to selecting films? Is it something that you avidly go and seek out, or is it based on submissions, word of mouth? Like, how do you find the titles that you you come across? Well, I think it's a little bit of everything. Um, Kelly Michael Stewart, the festival director, um, he uh, has some really great relationships with uh, different uh, groups in the city. Um, So he's often got his ear to the ground. We've got... uh, the all the other programmers like um, Jason Tannis, Kirk Havland, they're always they've got some really good relationships as well. So they're always got they've always got their ear to the ground. Um, and then of course we have submissions. So those uh, start I believe we're starting them in April this year. If I'm not if not not mistaken, but they start quite early. So we take them in throughout the year. Uh, so it gives people enough time to uh, finish their films, um, get them ready. Um, so, yeah, we do have uh, – we, we kind of have our finger on the pulse of a lot of things going on in the city. So, yeah. And I noticed that, uh, for, well, I guess the last two years or so, you've, you've introduced an industry section. Yes. Uh, can you speak a bit about that and, like, um, what that consists of, but also just the thought process because this is your seventh year and – for a lot of festivals, it takes many years before they even start to broach that. But you guys really kind of 
dove right in. Yeah. Um, well, also Kelly and um, uh, Jen Gorman, she's our festival coordinator. They are also um, very much involved in the film scene themselves. They've uh, produced uh, uh, their own film. Um, so they kind of have uh, like a background knowledge. So um, I think uh, this year we've expanded our industry um, panels. Uh, and we're calling it the deadly exposure film industry market. So um, it's it's expanded quite a bit. Um, and they've always wanted to have the film festival as um, a festival for fans as well as for the filmmakers. So it's a great place for people to network, um, to exchange ideas. And uh, this year we've got um, some networking roundtables, which is going to be really fantastic because we've got people from like uh, Telefilm Canada, um, IndyCan Entertainment, um, the CBC. So filmmakers... Um, uh, who have a, have an industry pass. Unfortunately, they're all sold out for that, but um, uh, they will be able to uh, talk to people in the industry. And I think that's very important for the film festival to be, it's kind of like the filmmakers film festival. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, it, it sounds like it's, it's very important for the Canadian industry. I mean, this is a festival that I noticed, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, there's a lot of new filmmakers. There's a lot of up-and-coming filmmakers, and uh, they're really thriving in oh, yeah. this. You know, from what I've seen, like, they just, like, uh, they just jumped on, on the, basically on this, and, and they're great. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And um, that's the great thing, too, um, is that especially with uh, Blood in the Snow, we will like we will look at a film um, for its heart. Obviously, it needs to have like a a technical aspect as well. Um, But we have a lot of films that are are very, very indie. (laughs) So and it's it's very encouraging. And I know um, uh, a lot of like I think everybody involved in the film festival, we want to encourage people to make films and to submit films. And even if you don't get in, that's still you've accomplished making a film. Absolutely. You know, that's one film that you've made that someone else hasn't made. So um, I think it's a very encouraging environment. Um, and I really like the community that um, we've created with Blend the Snow. Uh, everybody kind of in, in the Canadian, I guess, film industry, um, it's a close-knit indus- uh, close-knit community. And I think people, like, they know about bits and they know that that's what we're known for is, like, kind of the insider um, industry uh, side to it, too. Yeah, yeah, it's like there's hidden gems here. There yeah. are people here that that I may not have ever heard of if yeah. I hadn't uh, come to the festival and, and watched these films. And, you know, uh, I think that the extension of what you were saying is is that this, this festival proves that you don't have to have a big budget no. to make a really interesting and a really like visually interesting film as well. Yeah. You know, technically interesting, visually interesting, thematically, story, everything. Yeah. One of our films that um, we're playing, I believe it's on Monday night. I think it's called Fugue. I think it was like $20,000. That was Oh, yeah, Fugue. Yeah. Fugue was only $20,000? Yeah. Uh, And, I mean, he was really smart about it. And the film is, it looks gorgeous. But you Absolutely. would never really know. So, uh, you know, I mean, you could start with 10,000. You could even start with 5,000. A lot of people do, you know, start out making shorts. And we actually have two short showcases. So, um, and I think that's a, um, an important step for filmmakers is to create a short. Um, you know, it doesn't have to be 
something that's, um, you know, with all these special effects or whatever. It just has to be a really good story, um, shot well, invest a little bit in, in sound. <laughs> if I could <laughs> just kind of throw in an unsolicited tip, <laughs> invest in some sound. Um, and, yeah, I mean, you have a film. so Yeah, and in the yeah. case of Fugue, what a great idea. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's this, this story of this amnesiac man, and yeah. he's trying to put together, and you know, his his well, it's not his family, his wife and his his friend yeah. are, are helping him because he doesn't remember anything, yeah, yeah, uh, from his previous life, and they're trying to help him put things together. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I loved about the film was that it referenced the fugue, the musical. Right, you absolutely. Know, it just yeah. puts it put both definitions in front of you on the screen to begin with, yeah. and so you've got that in your head, and then you start noticing that, like a fugue, w- the way that the narrative starts to unfold is the way that a fugue uses, you know, contrapuntal themes, and the and the film is doing that, and it's yeah. actually it's not that complicated. Like I may be using these like weird words, like yeah. contrapuntal. <laughs> um, but it's not that that complicated if you yeah. look up what the structure of a fugue and how it's like the movement of a theme and repetition and 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 you look at that and the way he's that he's using it for the film and mm-hmm. the development of the film and in a way it ends up being so brilliantly simple exactly and the director's name is uh, Thomas Street so yeah he's he did an amazing job yeah and so I mean you know back to like. You know, you don't need a lot of money to make a good film. So, yeah. No, and yeah. I threw in a recommendation. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, in, in relation to your your shorts programs, mm-hmm. one thing that I found interesting is that you guys have compiled some of those shorts um, from yes. previous years. And you yes. have like a DVD compilation. Can you talk about that? Like what was the thought process behind that? Because I, I don't. I can't think of too many film festivals that actually do that. Well, I, I, I know, and that's I actually, as a, a film fan, um, you know, you, you go to a film festival, you see all these shorts, and you're like, oh, my God, these are amazing shorts, and then you may never see them again. So I think that was the thinking behind it. And um, Kelly Michael Stewart, he, was, he, he uh, wanted to compile a selection of some of our uh, shorts over the years. So uh, it's called Bloody Bits. So we have volume one. Um, and we are coming out with volume two that will be available at the festival. So, and that's um, starting the 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 start date of the festival is November the twenty second. So that's when Bloody Bits Volume Two will be available. So, and it's just a compilation of uh, some of uh, some of the great shorts that we we've screened over the years. So, yeah, it's it's kind of exciting because um, again, you know, you you see a short and then you're like, maybe it'll show up somewhere. You know, here and there, maybe it'll show up at another film festival. But now, you know, you have it to in your house, <laughs> in your collection. So, yeah, yeah. What a, what an amazing thing to do for filmmakers, absolutely, as, well as audiences. Because you're right, we never get to see uh, the audience members. We don't really get to see most shorts again. Yeah. And they can be some of the most brilliant films that we've seen, and some uh, some of my favorite films are shorts. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah. where am I going to find them? Yeah, so I mean they're all on a compilation, I, um, and uh, we've done it in conjunction with um, uh, Black Fawn Distribution. So um, that'll again be coming out when the festival is on, um, and I believe the proceeds are going to a charity. So you know it's all good. It <laughs> we've got the filmmakers um, showing their stuff. We've got you know charity covered. So yeah, absolutely. And with your festival, one of 
another thing I found fascinating is you have, if I understand correctly, was it Bits TV? Like, uh, yes. You, you, there's, there seems to be a lot of multimedia facets to your to your festival. So there's the experience of going and obviously watching with the audience, but then, as you said, with the DVD and then this TV show. Like, it seems like there's various ways to keep this type of genre films in and genre filmmakers in, um, I guess. Canada's conscious. So. Yeah, like in constant rotation. Yeah, so yeah. can you speak to like the thought process behind that? Because well, I found that's very interesting. Yeah, well, um, I, uh, Kelly created uh, Bits TV, um, and it's just basically interviews with Canadian filmmakers, um, uh, Canadian uh, industry uh um, contributors and that sort of thing. So um, he's got interviews, and I believe there's a. It's on our website, um, and it's uh, I believe bitsdtv.ca. I'm not sure. <laughs> Don't quote me on that, but you can check out um, you on can, our website. You can go on the website. I'm yeah. Sorry, I shouldn't interrupt you. You're you're, in, okay. you're heading in the right right direction. Yeah. Great so, minds. Yeah. So, um, and then we've also got Bits Radio. So those are like just uh, different interviews that we've had over the year. So sometimes we'll do interviews at um, conventions that we're at, like Shockstock, um, London Shockstock. Um, and we uh, can, we'll, you know, have an interview with some of the celebrity guests or some of the programmers, some of the filmmakers. They often will show up at the conventions as well. So, yeah. And you're, one of the industry panels that you're hosting mm-hmm. is... Or, or should I say, um, heading is the diversity in cinema panel. Yeah. Oh, sorry, I can't remember the exact. It's name diversity of it. in film. Yeah. Diversity in film. Mm-hmm. Okay. And with bits, I've I've always found it interesting that you guys really make an effort to promote um, female filmmakers. Yeah. Part, yeah. Uh, before I guess some of these bigger festivals really start to focus on diversity but when it comes to selecting films how much does that play into the the whole selection process uh well we definitely we keep that in mind of course um and you know the film has to be good first of all so um we obviously look for great films engaging films um and we do keep in mind that you know female female filmmakers tend to not get the spotlight so we will um, make an effort to uh, reach out um, and also let female filmmakers know that they are they they should submit. <laughs> you know, don't be afraid to submit. I think that's one of the. Um, I was on a panel um, at uh, Horrorama, and uh, we were just talking about like women kind of not having the confidence to kind of get out there and put themselves out there because there's a lot of um, uh, backlash. And uh, I think that's really important to Bits as a whole team. So, yeah. What kind of backlash? Um, well, I think they just, uh, uh, there are some female filmmakers that just in terms of like crew, say, for instance, they have like more of a, a male dominant crew. Right. Yeah. Um, and they may not have that respect if they were a man. So that often will hold people back. Um, you know, it's just a bit of a, a fear of, of not being accepted or just like trying to overcome the obstacles, um, you know, not being respected, not thinking that you can do your job when you're, you know, you've got years of experience. So I think that's kind of, um, uh, you know, an, an obstacle that women will kind of think in the forefront um, where, you know, say, for instance, a man's like, oh, I'm going to make a movie, you know, and just 
put it out there. But you, you know, I think for women, we actually do think a little bit more about um, whether we're going to be accepted. So um, yeah, we do, yeah, yeah, we do make the effort to um, uh, have a welcoming space for all filmmakers. So yeah. And do you think some of that also plays to, I guess, industry stereotypes? Like I know, um, I think it was Jason Bloom got into a lot of hot water. For, right. He's the um, <laughs> the head of Bloomhouse, the company that made like Get Out and a bunch of popular horror films. And he put his foot in his mouth by saying that uh, they don't, there's not enough female directors that like horror and to explain why his company doesn't hire female directors. And he eventually had to retract it, retract it after <laughs> yeah. the internet unleashed rightfully so fury on him. <laughs> but do you think it's that type of mentality that uh, a lot of people just don't a lot I of men, so, it sounds like. Sorry. sorry. It's <laughs> Let like, me rephrase that. I a know lot so of, many women yeah, who love horror. Exactly. A lot of men think that women, that horror is just not their thing. I, I really do think so. Like, just personally, you know, um, you know, I, I, you know, mention a horror movie. I'm like, you like horror? Like, yeah. Like, I grew up with it. So I think that is kind of a stereotype where they don't think, like, women like horror. They don't think women want to make horror films. So, you know, it's, and we're here to say that's not true. So <laughs> is that a, like an industry as in um, the more conventional film industry? Because um, maybe it's just this Toronto's extraordinarily lucky and maybe it's, you know, the influence of bits. But I, like, like I was saying, I know a lot of women who love horror and who I know mostly Peter, people because, you know, we're on the journalistic side of things. I know a lot of people who want to write about it and talk about it. And uh, so maybe I don't know a lot of filmmakers, mm-hmm. you know, but and the fact that you're doing indie work, like, do you see something maybe that has shifted at least with the indies? Like maybe the bigger studios are still, you know, the guy who made Get Out, who produced Get Out, right? right. Yeah, of course, he's thinking women don't know, right? But is there any sort of shift that's maybe trickling up from the 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 underground maybe where things are different and always were? Well, it's kind of funny because I just from uh, programming uh, bits, um, I I feel like the female filmmakers that we know, they've always just been doing their thing. So to me, it doesn't seem like there's, I mean, there's obviously obstacles, um, but I, I feel the women that we know, um, they have to deal with um, the typical industry roadblocks. Um, maybe someone doesn't want to produce their films. Um, I know, I believe it was Sharon Lewis who did Brown Girl Begins. Yeah, so she uh, apparently had waited years and years to get uh, her film produced. Um, so... I mean, there's that, but I find like the filmmakers that we've come across, like um, Audrey Cummings, um, who did Berkshire County, um, and she also did Darkin. Uh, that was our closing film last year. I, I, when I, I've, I've, you know, I've met her, and she just seems to have like a can-do attitude. And she did have some roadblocks, but she just did it anyway. So I guess I don't know. I've never really. I, I don't think I've noticed. I just think women just do it, you know? I don't know if there's any kind of shift. I think there will always be obstacles, and I think that women will just kind of roll up their sleeves and just do it. Do so, you find yeah. that there are more people, more women doing that, or or um, was it always like that? Like, at hmm. least in in terms of the 
the field that you're you're dealing with in terms of you know the kinds of you're not dealing with studio pictures no. right yeah. so in terms of from where you're coming from and what you're seeing and who you're dealing with I, well, I it's think, always been like that or? yeah i think it's i think generally male and female everybody just kind of like rolls up their sleeves and they do it i mean it is harder for women but I, I like i don't like i don't know if i've been in it long enough to kind of say like have a blanket statement but i do know that it can be frustrating and there are times where i've heard female filmmakers going oh my god like i can't believe this is happening to me but i think when you have the support of for instance a, a film festival like bits um and then i think the most important thing is to have that community um that community of support and just saying hey you know i saw your film i thought it was great you know keep at it little things like that can just instill a bit of um perseverance in someone yeah um i mean it may be easier said than done but i think just the support in the community um that really it that i noticed has changed a little bit i mean there's still you know trolls out there that will kind of, you know, um, I like to call them the well actuallys. I think a lot of women call them well actuallys. <laughs> Men who will decide like, well, actually, that's not how it is. And it's like, well, actually, that is how it is. So, yeah. you know, so there are still people like that. But I, I don't know. I just the, I think with all the um, the focus on women and filmmaking, I think that is things are changing slowly but yeah yeah am i rambling sorry no not at all <laughs> not at all um you're giving a very thorough answer and it's inspiring me to to say that speaking of inspiration when i saw level some you know a film like level 16 yes that i think that kind of film is uh, especially inspiring absolutely because when i was watching it not only is it a strong film it's a film about uh this very bizarre prison like school uh for girls only and um there's this sort of mystery about why it's so tough and why there is such an emphasis on traditional female traits yeah like taking care of your beauty and being obedient and, you know, typical good girl things, right? So that when I was watching that and as things unfolded and, you know, the narrative developed, I started thinking about how we did, we, this is new. This mm -hmm. is new. Mm -hmm. It's new in the sense that women are coming forward. It's not the men depicting women in these positions. These women are in difficult positions and they're struggling. And eventually the struggle becomes more real for them, right? It's not the men uh, dealing with victims. It's not the men, you know, depicting what's right and what's wrong. It's not the men commenting on female ideals. It's the women. It's a female filmmaker Danica mm -hmm. Esterhazy yes. who's saying look this this is important for everyone to know and to everyone re to realize how deeply embedded this is in our society absolutely yeah and i i love that film because it's so layered yeah uh, yeah absolutely that's layered i mean there's the surface story of you know these girls and the mystery of the school and everything not going to give it away no spoilers yeah, exactly. but um uh, and then there's that layer of um women having to 
toe the line and be do everything that they're supposed to do, that society tells them they need to do. Um, and when you step out of that, there is that struggle, but you know, it's going to be worth it in the end. You would hope <laughs> that it's going to be worth kind of going against the flow and, and, and going against the rules. Yeah. Well, yeah. the ending suggests. Yeah. And also, you know, as it's, it's sort of building towards the ending, mm-hmm. I mean, the way that I was like pumped up, mm-hmm. you know, and wa- wanting that and cheering them on as they were fighting, you know, it's like. Yeah. Oh, I love the characters in that film, too. They're yeah, so they're, tough. Yeah, <laughs> you know? They're very, very well developed. They're yeah, very absolutely. thoughtful. And that's, that's what, you know, that's what I mean. It's like it felt real. It mm-hmm. felt true to the experience. It felt true. It, it, it rang true. Yeah. yeah. And I, it, I think that, you know, if I think that it's important that you're putting it on the screen for absolutely. a variety of reasons for us to see, but also for the filmmakers to hear that you know what that was so worth it that was you know thank you for what you went through and thank you for putting that together because Mm -hmm. now somebody's going to riff off that absolutely and i think too that they're going to see that you know this is a a a woman's story a female story done by a female director and that's going to inspire somebody else and i think that's really important yeah yeah Yeah. it's very and i i think that's what we want Yeah. yeah yeah And actually, if I might throw in, please speaking, do. Please speaking do. of inspiring, I was trying to inspiring, <laughs> inspire you too. Um, we actually have a really nice treat. We have a, a short film called Frostbite, and um, it was done by um, some students uh, from the Northwest Territories. So um, they're actually going to come in to you know to the fest- film festival because we've accepted their film. So I'm very excited. Like we we are inspired by them. When the team saw that film, we're like, oh, my God. <laughs> so um, we're really happy that they're coming in. Um, and we hope to inspire them because, you know, this is a big deal for these kids. So I, I think we're we're just really happy like that. That, I think, is one of the biggest imp- inspirations for us this year. So, yeah, that's fabulous. Yeah. And is there um any any other titles that you want to sprinkle in and get people jazzed up for? Oh my god! Uh, being um, sure, just it doesn't have opening to, night. Yeah. How about opening night? Anything um, about that? Opening night, we've got Supergrid, so that's a pretty fantastic action film. We've got all there's, films there's so many films we've got to, to, to a go lot here. It's like so, asking her for her favorite. I child, know. Yeah. I can't. I can't <laughs> say it. <laughs> um, we've also got we've also got two short showcases. So there's one on Saturday and Sunday. Um, so, and there's a ton of shorts, basically. We had a lot of shorts uh, submitted. We also have a web series showcase as well. So we've got 10 web series that people should come check out. Um, I think that's a first, too, for, for BITS, is having that uh, the web series side. And we'll also have a panel on web series as well. So, um, so what's going to happen with the web series? Um, well, they are out, but we're just showcasing them. Um, just so you can see what's available. So we'll show, like, basically an episode of one of the series. Yeah. So yeah. peak everybody's interest. So then they go follow it. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. There's even like a musical. <laughs> Wait a so, minute. Is it a horror or a it's thriller a horror. musical? Yeah, it's a horror musical. <laughs> it's ah. a comedy horror. So you a have to come out and horror. see that. Yeah. Okay. You have to come and see it to believe it. So, okay. Yeah. Okay. That, that sounds like a must see. 
uh, what? Oh, God. Like, really, you should just get a pass and come see everything. Like, I can't even. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Like, there's something for everyone. We have, like, a mockumentary, The Horde, um, uh, done by the um, – by. Uh, uh, Tony Burgess is in it, so and he's a great Canadian writer. Uh, we've got um, an, a film called Alive, and that one is so good. And I can't really talk about it because I might drop a hint. So <laughs> I, it, you just have to come out and see that one. Um, it's great, uh, filled with mystery. <laughs> let's just say um, we've got like we've got something for everyone. We've got uh, Isabel. Um, that's kind of a haunted. Uh, ghost story. Uh, Sheila McCarthy's in that one. Um, we've got tons. Yeah, she also makes a cameo in level in level sixteen. 16. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was yeah. going to say Sheila McCarthy likes uh, bits. Yep. So yeah, so definitely, if Sheila McCarthy likes it, yeah, there yeah. you go. <laughs> we've got Altered Skin. It's a Pakistan uh, Canada production. So you got to come. Out. Oh, and Hammer of the Gods, which is kind of a wilderness. Uh, creature feature. That's all I'll say. It's fantastic. So yeah, they're, what's they're a all Canadian great. film festival without a wilderness, right? And, and what's a horror <laughs> film festival without a creature feat yeah. or a, a genre festival? Yeah, without absolutely. All, yeah, without yeah. a creature feature. Yes, yeah, so though, all all that can be found on the website and and much more. Yeah, bloodinthesnow.ca. Yeah. Okay, so that festival it's coming up. So yep. you have time now. You can go to bloodinthesnow.ca. And uh, we're going to thank Carolyn Morissette, the programmer at the Blood in the Snow Canadian Film Festival, a.k.a. BITS. And it's uh, happening at the Royal Cinema. And I'll say it again, November 22nd to the 27th. Thank you so much, Carolyn. Thank you you for having me on. It was great. Okay, so that's it for Frameline, right? I think so. Thanks, everybody, for listening. And we'll catch you next time.